All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Thursday, May 18th of 2023. Here, the PGA Championship is underway. We have an early four game MLB main slate today and then later we have an nba showdown as well as an nhl showdown so day packed full of dfs action uh already sweating my golf lineups here i hope you guys are doing the same good luck to all of you but uh anyways uh for those of you who are new here welcome my name is andrew one of the coaches over here at sabersim it's a show where we go over how to use the sabersim app answer any and all dfs related questions questions come in from support from discord in our office hours channel if you're not in our discord there's a link in the description below as well as the live youtube chat so we will always get to all the questions before the end of the show we do this show monday through friday 2 p.m eastern and with that being said going to get the app pulled up here uh we have one question from support looks like two about two questions here in the discord uh so we are going to knock those out and if anybody has any additional questions now is always a great time to get those in here but let's talk about this first question here that came in from support question says do you believe that the Saberton product lends itself well to professionals who don't always have the necessary time to scrape through projections to build lineups and to make any modifications? Do you have any tips for professionals who only have time to build and need to shorten their process specifically for NBA playoff slates? Okay, so uh, typically I don't I don't think we're talking about DFS professionals in in this question, right? I think we're talking about you know uh, business professionals, uh, people who have a uh, normal job, right? And I, I honestly think that, you know, you could come in here. Let's talk about NBA DFS because uh, that's what the question specifically refers to here. And and let's say that we're playing this showdown slate, right, um, for for tonight. I really think that, you know, when, when you log into SaberSim, you should not do anything on the home screen. I don't think you need to adjust projections or you don't need to adjust ownership. Uh, you do not need to create any rules. Uh, you know, these, these things are here for users to adjust as they see fit. But just because you can do something does not mean you should do something. I think that that is a key point that I want to make here. So um, we put a lot of work into our projections and ownership. We are monitoring them day to day and analyzing them and, and making sure that everything looks right. So we're doing all that work for you here, right? Uh, the, the great thing about, you know, using SaberSim for these showdown slates is that you know, we are simming out each game play by play, like possession by possession here. And that gives us a very good understanding of what potential range of outcomes are for the game, for players, different types of game scripts here. And then, you know, we're doing that for you 500 times to build you a pool of strong lineups with a, um, with a very like accurate representation of what could happen in that game in different variations of that game here. So the only thing I like to do in the home screen, make my two adjustments. So my lineups auto populate here, but, but that takes, you know, no thinking, no thought process here. And then once I get into the post build, you know, I am going to do like a, uh, some risk management here, but it's not going to take very long. And so I think that, you know, this lends itself well to a, uh, shortened condensed process here with lineups that are still alive and viable to take down first in any of your contests right so uh once i'm in the post build 
you know, I, I'm mostly doing some spot checking to make sure that I'm okay with, with some of the things that I'm seeing here. I think Nikola Jokic being our highest pool exposed uh, captain and then also being the highest captain in our lineups is good, right? I think it's okay to like come into the post build, uh, check some things, make sure you're okay with this. Like if you, if you logged on and saw that, you know, Lonnie Walker was your highest exposed captain, uh, you, you might want to check or, or just take a couple extra uh, moments there to, to see why that is. But, you know, you log on, you see Nikola Jokic, your top projected captain. You see all these other captains. Uh, the only one that I would like kind of be concerned about here maybe is like Christian Braun uh, might be just uh, a little too aggressive maybe with, with a low salary projected player here. Uh, not sure how many minutes he's going to get. I think that, you know, if, if you don't have the time to do the research, maybe like get rid of the, some of these riskier plays, right? Where, where you're not going to have the time to justify this play to you in, in your pool here and then play some of the more um, well-projected players here. And then that, that only moved us down one lineup. So we went from lineups one through 20 to one through 21 here. So um, I, I'm super comfortable with getting rid of that play. Uh, if, if you're in a time crunch here, and then um, I think that, you know, you can come and look at your utility spots. Every player that's being used in our utility is being used in at least 18% of pool lineups here. Uh, so also okay with that. And then I think that, you know, you can jump over to your stack types. Uh, everything looks pretty good here. A lot of closer to balance builds, not a ton of blowouts. And for, for my NBA showdown lineups, I'm fine with that. I, I'm, I'm good with, you know, doing those quick uh, checks to, to specific players and being good with this set of lineups and rolling from there. So, you know, that process does not take very long. Uh, you're leveraging the Sims and you're doing some spot checking and that's it. You know, just because you're spot checking does not mean you need to come in here and click a bunch of buttons and, you know, set a bunch of minimax exposures. Like, nope, I'm happy with what I'm seeing. Everything looks like it checks out, you know, let's roll from there. So I do think that Saber Sim lends itself well to a short condensed process with lineups that are still very viable to win your contests. All right. Good question there. We get a timestamp recording over to the user uh, who sent that in. And jumping over to the Discord here, uh, question from Kevlar. Question says, do you recommend eliminating potentially duped lineups via GeoMean with every build, or could that potentially eliminate a lineup with a chance of finishing in the top 1%? Thanks, guys. Okay, so uh, so, so this question is kind of interesting. Um, I only do this specific action for Showdown or any sport where you're going to need an optimal, so like NASCAR, MMA, um, maybe like some league or maybe um, tennis, you know, some of these uh, sports where there are just less players in a lineup. Usually like when the lineups get down to like six players, that's something that I start to think about. I think that golf, uh, depending on, on what format you're playing, depending on the number of players in the player pool, like when they run their like 40 person contest like at the the beginning of the year like uh like 40 players in the golfer pool uh yeah that's something i'm thinking about but when there are 150 golfers uh no that's not something i'm thinking about as much in that specific uh type of contest right so some of those things depend on what the available players in the player pool look like as to uh what where i want to go with that decision but but basically you know kind of what what happens here is that 
you basically sacrifice some, I would say like win equity probably here for lineups where when you do win, you win more of the first place prize. So we have this lineup here, this um, top sim optimal lineup. It was sim optimal 10 times, which is more than any other lineup in this pool. But if you, if you look at the exposure uh, the um, ownership percentages here, Nikola Jokic, 25% at the captain with no utility player under 30%. So these are all, you know, really projected high owned plays, uh, which is, you know, lends itself to why they're showing up sim optimal so much, you know, ownership is, is fairly good in NBA here. And the geo mean of this lineup is, is actually really high, right? 35.3. And then we see all these other sim optimals with a lower uh, geo mean for the most part here. And so I think if we did some type of geoming rule, we actually might be getting rid of this lineup. So, so the builder saying like, Hey, you know, this is a really good lineup uh, shows up sim optimal very often. If, if we want to get rid of this lineup due to uh, duplication risk, we are giving up a lineup that has a very high chance of, of winning, of being in the top, you know, 1% or, or wins very often here. Right. So that's a trade-off you're making with uh, getting rid of lineups or duplication, but you know, uh, I, you see this sometimes in, in NFL showdown. There's a lot of NFL showdown slates. Um, sometimes, you know, when when these lineups are very, very highly duped, the amount of money that you win can actually be less than you know what it takes to max the contest. We see that from time to time. Uh, you know, these fifteen dollar, hundred fifty maxes, about two thousand two hundred fifty dollars exactly here to max out. Uh, we we've seen slates where you know users actually win less than that amount for first place, and nothing feels worse than winning first place and actually losing money in your contest, right? So that is like one of the reasons it is important. Like, hey, it's it's pretty hard to win first place in general. Let's make sure that when I do win, you know, I am winning an amount of money that uh, is is uh, feels good that that helps me that helps my bankroll. Um, I want to optimize for those scenarios. So you're going to trade off some win equity for these lower duped lineups, but ultimately um, it, it is really important to win as much of the share of first place as you can when you do win. So that is kind of uh, the trade-off there. Some of the thinking behind that line of um, that, that uh, step of getting rid of duped lineups or potentially duped lineups for that matter. All right. Good question there. Uh, next question here from Kyle. And it looks like we just have a comment from Chuck um, in the Discord. Not really a question here. So this is actually our last question at the moment. So if anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get those in. But Kyle said, in addition to playing 20 entry and 150 max, I would like to start playing some three entry and single entry. Last few days, I've tried this using the same process for MME and I'm getting embarrassed. I'm sure there's a different process between the two different contests. Could you try and explain what those differences are? Uh, so I think this is a really good question. Let's talk about MLB a little bit here. And I think that a really good place to start is looking at two things, looking at the slider settings and then looking in the post build at the lineup sorting uh, metric formulas here. So if we are looking at a 150 max, you know, 10 to 50 K entrance, uh, we see that SIM diversity is, is really high. And correlation is actually at six. Uh, that's because this is only a four game slate here. So we want to um, 
have correlation a little lower and um as as opposed to like our big 10 11 12 game slates where correlation is usually at 10 but sim diversity is still really high right if we go and look at a single entry for today's slate where it's usually you know 100 to 1000 or even 1 to 10k is is usually what you're looking at here um like size contest wise correlation comes down even further sim diversity is is the biggest thing that moves here from 9 to 6 so when sim diversity moves from 9 to 6 you're going going to get more of the better projected plays the plays that uh grayed out well over a larger number of sims here so the the smaller the bucket of sims that you're pulling from the builder to build your lineups uh the 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 much different the player projections that are used can they can be much different from the projections that you see in the home screen but as the bucket of sims that we use to build your lineups gets bigger uh the closer that the fantasy point projections of the players in the sims is going to look closer to that mean so um you know the the law, law of larger numbers basically says uh the the bigger the sample the closer to the theoretical mean that a uh number moves towards here so if you were to flip a coin 10 times you might get eight heads and two tails but if you were to flip a coin a thousand times that number is going to move closer and closer to 50 percent which is uh the the theoretical uh calculation that that comes out to like 50% heads, 50% tails here. So that's kind of what we're talking about with, you know, smaller bucket of Sims, uh, the, the more likely or the, the higher chance that a, uh, you get that eight, two split with your heads and tails. And the bigger, the number of Sims that we use, the closer and closer you get to that 50, 50 marker where, you know, zero is essentially our 50, 50, uh, in this metaphor. Right. So, so Builder is saying like, hey, you know, it, it's it's okay to play some of the better plays because each player is only entering one time and the number of entrants in this contest is much smaller than, you know, our 10 to 50K range here. So so that's the first thing to note. So uh, it's it's okay to, you know, play some of the chalkier plays, I guess, is, is a fair uh, assessment. And I'm just going to run this build. We'll, we'll talk about a single entry build and how I'm kind of thinking about this here. So, so let's say, you know, you're running some research builds, you're, you're getting some ideas for a slate, you're trying to figure out, you know, some different places you can go uh, as far as like pivoting here. Um, first things first, like, I don't think you need to be as aggressive with, you know, fading the chalk and, and trying to get different. I think that you can play some of the better plays and make some small adjustments here without getting too crazy, right? So I think that another good place to look is what I said in the in the beginning is go to your lineup sorting metrics and then see what these formulas look like. So we are waiting some projection at uh, at a weight of 0.5, and then we are waiting 99th percentile at 0.5. I just want to focus on projections for the moment. If we go to a small slate uh, 50k plus, we are waiting some projection at 0.3 and 99th percentile at 0.7. So the, the bigger the contest, the more we are waiting the upside of the lineup and the smaller a contest, the more we are waiting the average uh, mean sum of the projections for that lineup here. So um, that, that kind of falls right in line with sim diversity coming down from nine to six. Uh, we are also, you know, want to wait the upside a little less, wait the mean projection of the lineup a little more, right? 
And then also, you know, to talk about ownership as well, uh, our negative ownership weight on a 100 to 1K entrance is 0.6. And then our negative weight on a 50K plus is actually negative uh, 0.9. So we are weighting ownership negatively, the average adjusted ownership, a little less as well here. So it's just not being as aggressive overall here. I think that is like the, the theme that we are kind of uh, getting to here, right? So we get to the post build. Um, let's say that I am building five lineups. I'm building two single entries and one three max here, right? So first I need to figure out, you know, um, I, I'm still going to move in the same in the same method right to left here. I'm still going to move with my mini uniques. I actually might be a little more aggressive with my mini uniques because it's like the less number of lineups you're playing, the, the more spread out you kind of want to be. Uh, you don't really want any one individual piece to, you know, kind of make or break your, your entire portfolio of lineups here. So at mini uniques of six, I'm looking for five lineups. I'm barely at rank 14 out of 500. And so I'm going to move it up to eight. And at this point, uh, my bottom lineup is 173 with a big jump to 91. I actually might walk this back to seven here. So and so for five lineups, uh, my bottom lineup is ranked 38. I think that this number is going to move on further adjustments that I might make to stack types and team stacks. So I think that this is probably a good baseline for me to start at. So then mini uniques of seven, going to go look at my stack types, getting uh, five threes, four twos, and a five one one one. I'm okay with all of those. Uh, not too specific on game stacks here. As far as my team stacks, my biggest exposures are to Washington and Tampa Bay. And I have a bunch of uh, one-off stacks here for Baltimore, White Sox, Mets, and Cleveland. Uh, I want to look at these Washington and Tampa Bay and see, you know, which type of stacks these are, right? So I'm going to start at my five stacks. So I have one Tampa Bay five stack. I have two Washington four stacks, a Washington three stacks, and I have one Tampa Bay two stack here. So I have a two stack of Tampa Bay, five stack of Tampa Bay, and then I have Washington two four stacks and a three stack here. Um, so so overall, I'm fine with those, right? Uh, don't don't feel particularly strongly about the way those went. Uh, I, I do find it interesting that, you know, one thing to note here is that Washington is in 21% of our uh, pool lineups as a stack here which is actually lower than, than all these other teams. But that just tells me that, you know, this is kind of our leverage play for the day. Um, this is where the builder wants to take a stand. I'm okay even playing, you know, them at less than 50% here. Uh, if, if you wanted to kind of spread out some of that risk here and not take such a big stand on Washington, I think either doing this or not doing this is totally fine here. So let's just not make that adjustment for now. Uh, let's just say, you know, Washington is kind of our play for the slate here. And then we get over to all tab, right? I'm probably going to go to my pitchers first. I have four pitchers used, eat, uh, three of them used in three lineups. So overall, I think that's okay. Uh, don't feel super strongly in one way or the other about it. I think it's a uh, fine distribution here. And then I get to my batters last here. And I notice that, you know, I have four lineups with Josh Lowe and then I have uh, two players used in three out of five lineups and then no player used more than two lineups here. Um, the fact that I have Lowe in four out of five lineups, but only t- two Tampa Bay stacks, you know, might, might 
be a little too much for me personally here. So I might drop this to, hey, you know, don't use any player in more than three out of five lineups. And I'm just going to make that change until basically that's what I see here. And then now, you know, the number of lineups in my pool goes from uh, goes down to 235, but I make a big jump from 14 to 235 here. But then you see, I also, you know, have these, um, have this other stack, right? So, okay, you know, my batter exposures look fine. Um, I actually added a pitcher here, still no one more than 60%. That's okay with me. And then I'm just going to, you know, walk backwards a little bit here. So we actually increased our exposure to Baltimore here. And then Baltimore, we're using two, two stacks of Baltimore. So um, not, not a big deal to me here. Check my stack types one last time. Uh, still getting the big stacks that I want. And I, I would probably be done here, right? So I, I would save my lineups, fill my lineups, and enter them, and then be okay with however the chips fall here. Um, you know, you could use whatever fill method you want, unique rank, Unique random are the two that I would suggest here. But I think that overall, you know, your um, your single entries in three max, you know, portfolio of lineups, uh, how you do in them is going to be a little, uh, is going to be higher variance than how you do in like a 20 max or 150 max because you have one lineup in, you know, one contest and uh, it do- doesn't give you a, a lot of options, right? Either like those teams, those players do well, or, or they do not, right? Uh, so the good thing is that, you know, when you're right, that you have a much, much better chance of finishing with a high payout and taking down that contest. You're not going to have to be perfect. You're just going to need to get, you know, the the main components of that stack correct here. So that's why, like, if I have two single entries and a three max, I would just build five lineups and then uh, use each of those lineups uniquely for that set of contests. Uh, but you're not going to get as much of a return back as you would like in 150 max, you know, you build 150 lineups, maybe you cash 30 out of 150, you get back, you know, um, 60% of your original investment. Uh, I think a lot of times in these single entries in three max, uh, you, you might just not cash and then, and then, you know, on to the next day here. But that time that you do cash is probably going to be a, um, you know, you're going to have a good lineup that's going to get you close to the top and have a much better chance of taking down that contest without a perfect lineup here. So, be patient with these single entries and three maxes. Try not to do too much here. Um, make some small adjustments in the post field. But that is basically like me walking through what I would do if I were doing a diversifier type build, or I'm sorry, an elevator type build. And uh, so I hope you get got some uh, takeaways from that here. All right. Uh, looks like we have a comment from Chuck here in the Discord. Anybody in the Discord, uh, you know, feel free to to go and read that. But basically, Chuck's back testing has been going good, and he has been messing around with some custom metrics that are helping him to uh, get to the outcomes uh, that he wants for his lineups. He, his lineups are looking that the way he wants. I think it's okay, you know, to mess with custom metrics. And if you want to, you know, take the SaberSim formula as a baseline and either, you know, tweak the weights or add another variable or do something uh, beyond this, I think that's okay. You know, we have back-tested these uh, different metrics for different contest sizes here, and these are, you know, what we think are good baselines for everybody here, but maybe you're trying to achieve a specific goal with your uh, lineup metric here. You want your lineups to look a specific way. So I think it's okay to come in here and, and tweak these formulas, but I think using this formula as a baseline and making small adjustments to it 
is is basically like coming into the post build and making small adjustments to the lineups that you take with you into your contest, as opposed to you know creating a custom metric from scratch with all of these different inputs, um, which would be the equivalent of like making a bunch of adjustments to projections and the home screen and rules and groups. And I think that could be a lot more detrimental, right? So if, if not done correctly. So uh, if you're interested in custom metrics, I think that, you know, using the Saberson formulas as a baseline is always a good place to start here. Uh, looks like Kyle is watching live said, thank you. Yeah, man. Happy to help out. Uh, hope that you got some actionable takeaways from that. And at the moment, we are all cut up with questions. If anybody has any last questions, now is a great time to get those in here. It looks like a little conversation about um, Chuck's backtesting going on in the Discord, uh, but no questions here. So I am going to talk about Owner's Box really quickly, and then we'll see if any questions roll in. But if you're not playing over on Owner's Box, uh, make sure to take advantage of the softer contests on this site and the overlay contests continue to overlay. You cannot beat overlaid or rake free contests. Sometimes the site is actually paying you to play. So when the contest locks and your $5 entry is cashing for $6, they're paying you $1 per entry to enter that contest. So you really cannot beat that. Um, that, that is the easiest way to beat rake is to play overlaid or no rake contests. And then if you use code Saber or SaberSim, when you sign up, you get a $500 deposit bonus and we will track your entry fees. Each time you hit one of these thresholds, $3,500 in entries, $5,000 in entries or $7,500 in entries. You can cash in on a free month of the standard plan, a free month of the pro plan or a free month of the prop plan. You can win, um, as you can earn as many months as possible. There is no limit on the amount of credit you can earn. Each time you cash it in, we start you back at zero. Then we will reach back out to you once you have hit the threshold once again here. But looks like um, one question here before we get out of here. So we're going to get SaberSim pulled back up. And Montero said, you know, we're directly related to owner's box here. Uh, which game should I play over on owner's box? Is that they all look like bad ROI. Uh, so I think that, you know, the contests are actually pretty good here. We were able to give some feedback to the owner's box. Um, I, I would say like a team about, you know, what, what uh, good contest sizings are and number of entries per player and some of the price pool structure here. So we had some input on that at the beginning of the year, which was great uh, from our eyes, you know, trying to make that very uh, player friendly here, but they have a 25 cent, 150 max contest. They have a $1 30 max contest that they usually run. They have a $5 three max contest. Uh, so they have some really good contests uh, on the uh, smaller side here that I would really recommend, you know, taking advantage of and playing. All right. Uh, question from Sam. Sam said, is it bad to having too many metrics enabled? Uh, so you could, you could technically only sort by one metric here, but you know, you can fill up as many summary statistics down here as fit in the screen. Uh, we are going to make an update to where, you know, if, if you have so many that you can't see them all, you could like drag one for drag, drag one up here and then bring it into your summary statistics. So uh, it's okay to have, you know, multiple custom metrics, but you can only sort by one. So you just kind of kind of have to pick the one that you want, but at least you have options for different, you know, slates and sizes and, and different uh, scenarios where you might, want options right so you can make as many as you want 
but you can only sort by one at a time. So I think it's okay to have as many as possible built. All right, everybody. I think we are all set. Appreciate everybody tuning in. We will be right back here tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern for our Friday show. It is our last show of the week, and we'll be right back on the following Monday. So get your questions in ahead of the weekend. If you guys are building lineups throughout the day, question pops in your head, drop it in the Office Hours channel. Let it sit there until tomorrow. That gets us a steady queue of questions to get started with at the beginning of the show. But until then, take care. I will see you guys. Thanks. Bye.